0: On today's show, Jeff Gabriel joins me for an in-depth conversation about GoDaddy's acquisition of Uniregistry and BrandSite, the corporate domain management company. It's a very exciting conversation with Jeff's insights. Now, he has spent seven years with Uniregistry, left last August, and he is currently uh, working on his new company, Saw.com. With Domain Brokerage and Portfolio Management, but he brings tremendous insight and information uh, and also some great predictions for what to expect. Enjoy the show. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust.
1: FT was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E F T Y. FT.com.
0: Hey, Sherpa Network, I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and today we have a very interesting interview, I hope, scheduled with Mr. Jeffrey Gabriel. Hi, Jeff, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How you doing? Great. Thanks so much for joining us today. You know, um, DomainSherpa is not a breaking news site, but... I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. I'm sure your phone has been ringing off the hook with people who wonder about uh, GoDaddy's acquisition of UniRegistry and given your extensive background there. um, And uh, maybe you could share a little with us of your insights um, after your many years there as a vice president for, uh, you started as employee number four, is that right?
1: Well, I wasn't totally num- employee number four. There was uh, the fourth, I think it was the fourth person on the, on the sales team there. So there was some other things going on. It's quite a um, long history of uh, people coming and going and other things being worked on.
0: Yeah, very much so. And, you know, in my years at GoDaddy, um, I knew people who had started with Bob Parsons in, you know, I worked the kitchen, I worked the garage. Um, you have a similar story at uni registry or before it was even uni.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I had the pleasure to work with Frank and at the time Vern Jurevik before when I was at Igloo. Um, and, uh, when I left CETO, actually, Frank wanted to hire me the, uh, the first time when I left, and then I said, no, I wanted to go do my own thing. And I founded um, Domain Advisors, which is turned into Igloo, and worked there and, and worked on selling uh, his names with the people I was working with there at the time. And then during that time and working with them, they were working on building the domain name sales kind of CRM, and I helped them build that with their development team and at the time, Vern, giving them some. Pointers and hints on how to build it, and then about two years after um, going out on my own, um, Frank called me again and said, "Why don't you come down here and really go for it?" And then that's when I went down to Cayman, and um, you know, I was the fourth person to join the, the sales team there. And um, when I got there, it was really a very small little office room with a few developers in it, a couple of support staff and a unit registry existed because they applied for the um the the gtlds and things like that prior but at the time it was internet traffic and demanding sales and we literally had frank's old like portable wireless phone that we would kind of pass around the sales floor like a house phone yeah and um we would be making calls and the and the the crm was quite rudimentary it didn't have a lot of the bells and whistles that it has today and um and then we built it not just me but together as a team with developers and you know uh, dan adamson or somebody and all the sales people together built it up to about 40 uh people on the on the sales team and and we went from i think we did about eight or nine million our first year in sales and then and then um, I didn't finish 2019. I left in July. So the year before, we did just under $60 million. And I'm guessing they probably did something close to that this year. But I obviously don't have access to, that, to those numbers.
0: Wow. I mean, those are, those are staggering numbers. Um, and so uh, Frank Schilling, of course, is someone who needs no introduction in this industry. Um, uh, I'm wondering, you know, what was the like maximum volume of his portfolio. So this acquisition, it's my understanding, uh, was included 350,000 domains. What do you think was the max volume at any given time or how much of that portfolio has been sold over the years compared to the percentage that's left?
1: Well, that's kind of a trick question because there was um, his portfolio, that I believe was about 362,000 names at one point, or 360,000 names, somewhere in that vicinity. Um, in the almost seven years I was there, we did—I don't really know the number of sales that we did, but I would probably say um, that uh, we did over a hundred million in sales just on his portfolio during the time that I was there, and that's not including the years prior to me getting there. Um, so that takes out a good chunk, but I mean, as Frank did say that he had enough domain names for three lifetimes, and he obviously only has one.
0: So um,
1: I wouldn't really necessarily look at the number of names sold. I would probably look at the money that has been extracted because every portfolio has names that are you know, lower value or sometimes no value, and then it okay. goes up in segments from there. Right?
0: Yeah. And we're still talking about you know the cheapest uh, <laughs> domains in like one of the very best portfolios in the world. so yeah it's nothing, nothing to sneeze at all Absolutely. right, so this acquisition was announced on uh, February eleventh I think mm-hmm. what really has not gotten noticed much was that it was not only uniregistry but also brand site, so brand site um, it, it was majority owned by Uniregistry, and so that was tied into the sale as well. Correct?
1: I believe so. I mean, I read that BrandSite was included, um, and to my understanding, yeah, Uniregistry is a um, you know is the chief stakeholder in the ownership, or was the chief stakeholder in the ownership of of BrandSite, and. It honestly, it really didn't surprise me when I heard that news that it was part of it, because I, I will always scratch my head and wondered and, um, why, and you were saying it earlier yourself, why uh, GoDaddy was never in the corporate registrar space. Um, but I think the argument might be that they already cater to a lot of small businesses. And in essence, they are there. Uh, and in some ways, a corporate registrar to begin with. But I think, you know, it needs some more of that brand protection and other technology to um, cater to some of the more Fortune 500, Fortune 10,000 types of companies rather than, huh. you know, your well, smaller mom and pop kind of businesses.
0: I actually so I, have I, a very I, strong opinion on that. You know, in, in, in my years at GoDaddy, I advocated very strongly, created presentations, um, pretty much begged GoDaddy to get into the um, corporate domain management space. Um, But I think that the time is right now, in my opinion, GoDaddy has everything else that they need in place, that they can maturely bring this um, additional set of um, products and services, but can truly give it the time that it needs, especially while being um, owned and operated still as... Owned isn't the right word, but operated as brand sites still. Um, so I think I think it's uh, I'm super super excited about that. But I'm also curious about how that will affect brokers, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, I want to jump to uh, this sale. What um, everybody's dying to know what what you think in particular, and I hope you don't mind. Um, but what products do you think might change or that we should watch for uh, in in this transition with Uni Registry in particular?
1: That's a good question. Um, so, when I, when I worked at uh, Uniregistry and prior to that, there was, like I said, domain name sales. And on domain name sales in the an initial portion of the platform was, again, internet traffic, which was parking, which was first. Then domain name sales came along where uh, domain or um, investors could, could broker their own domain names. And then we added the brokerage component to it where we came along. And um, you know, part of that is what is, is a legacy product called self self-brokerage, right? So someone would come in, make an inquiry, the seller would see the buyer's information, they would see what the buyer's saying, they track the conversation, and then when the brokerage came along and was added to that, which was always kind of there because it was the brokerage was there to sell Frank's names, you know, the seller could see. The buyer's information, and it's kind of a mixture. So with self brokerage, people would be responding to leads using the domain name sales, domain name sales email address, and now on um, to Uniregistry, they're responding using Uniregistry.com. So now that a publicly traded company with a very world renowned, yeah,
0: alarm
1: brand here is um, gonna going to let potentially anybody sign up for a Uniregistry account and then write messages to potentially their customers on their company's behalf using their email, I think would probably give a few attorneys in the Arizona area a little bit of heart palpitations. So I think that 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 product will potentially be sunsetted or they're going to have to do um adding disclaimers or potentially change the email that is being sent that like you know maybe use uniregistry.link or uniregistry selfbroker.com and then there's a disclaimer on the end of every email or something like that or maybe
0: only templated options
1: yeah whatever right um but the reality was is that that product didn't really make Uh, Uniregistry a whole hell of a lot of money, especially after, you know, the customer service that came with it um, Confusion by buyers. It's not understanding Even if you did add disclaimers and just in in the checkout process and other other kinds of liabilities So I would think that the amount of money that that product Creates it's probably not worth the potential legal risks.
0: Okay, Um, and that makes me wonder in general about um, privacy as well Um, uh, the sales folks at Uniregistry could sometimes share some uh, information between a buyer and a seller, right?
1: Well, the domain name sales basis was really sharing the buyer's information with the seller, and the seller could see the communication. And in the last, uh, in the beginning of January, there was um, some updates to the Uniregistry site that limited the amount of communication that Uh, the sellers can see, but there's still the option for brokers to show that information to sellers. So um, I think that, again, going back to privacy issues, and and, and especially if a buyer inquires who is a customer of GoDaddy's, and then that information is shared with a third party, I'm not sure, you know, I'm no lawyer, but I'm not sure the the lawyers in, in Arizona, again, you know, they might get some, some heartburn over that as well. And they might want to suggest to make changes. And, okay,
0: so know, we'll watch for that change. And, you know, those two products really grew out of Uni Registry. I always felt like it was such a, um, like a grassroots sharing. Like Frank needed a CRM for himself and really built this out where other domain investors could share in that investment that he made already, um, so it, it it makes sense that those were products. But yeah, they'll probably be changing. Um,
1: well, well, I think the thing is with it um, is that when you look at GoDaddy purchasing the the Frank's portfolio, putting it into NameFind, and and one of the things that allowed Frank to get higher than average sale prices was really the system that we were able to build. And 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 the reality was is that. Between using the Uniregistry app, uh, using the marketplace, and um, and being able to communicate, and just in the example of Frank, is that you know a buyer come in, the broker's working with him. We could look at the communication, you know, submit offers, look at some past offers or inquiries that were made, and make good decisions. I think if leveraged properly um, by GoDaddy. That they obviously could get some some nice gains on their own portfolio and um, continue to get great prices on their own on on the portfolio they purchased from Frank.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I'm really excited to talk a little more in depth about that. Let's uh let's look at any other products you think may may change for people to watch out for. Um, so Uni Registry had a nice little payment plan set up. Um. Uh, which, you know, there's been a lot of talk. I did an interview a while back with Jeff Sass, really excited to see what he's developing, you know, payment plans and leasing. Everybody wants to see that um, really fleshed out in the next couple of years. What do you think is going to develop with uni Registry's options?
1: You know, I think the thing is with, with payment plans that a lot of people don't understand or leasing options is that, our finance department, well not mine anymore, but when I was at Uniregistry, the finance department, um, certainly it was a very labor intensive job and um, collecting the funds and then we had people following up on payment plans that were in default. Um, then you have buyers being confused as to you know how to set the name servers and how to do this and how to do that. And it, it becomes quite labor intensive and then when you factor in having to pay a salesperson um, negotiating the contract, um, paying the rent—I mean, how much margin is really left? And then it gets into you know credit card chargebacks, wires, matching them up with the with the system. It makes it made sense margin wise on really any deal with Frank's portfolio because you're making hundred percent of whatever you make. But if you're making fifteen or twenty percent commission, and then you have to pay all that overhead. Um, and have to go back and forth with the terms and it's quite labor intensive and in the end it doesn't necessarily make a whole hell of a lot of sense potentially on a massive scale right and then there's other issues that could come up being a publicly traded company with you know uh credit card processing money transmission you know potentially thinking that they're that they might be providing escrow services without a license or needing licensing and having to deal with different States in the union or in, in Europe or, you know, things like that. So, you know, when you're, when you're putting a hundred percent of the money in your pocket, it certainly makes sense. But when you're paying out and only getting a small percentage and you could focus just as much energy and, in, in, in close many more sales that are just cash, it just doesn't. I was,
0: pay. I think that a lot could, of, Uh, domain investors were hoping to hear something more positive on that product or service like maybe it would you know GoDaddy would take that and run with it or develop a robust sustainable um, uh, you know leasing or subscription model or something like that Uh, you're holding back a smile there Uh, no not gonna happen
1: folks eh? I I hope they do I really hope that they do Um, I think that it, it could be a major um plus for the business and 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 to create higher and than average sales prices um, because it gives people that don't have the money the opportunity to pay. I mean, look at credit cards like what they did for the economy, right? Um, or credit in general. So it's the same thing, but again, it is um a, a massive undertaking by multiple departments. Uh, potentially spanning different countries, different cultures, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And so, and different laws and regulations. So I think that they're going to have to sharpen their pencils and really look at that one before they just roll it out. And I think the customers need to understand that it's not just, Oh, it's easy. What do you mean? You just collect the money and you hand it out. You guys make all the money and it's not, you know, it's not, it's not that simple. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I think
1: on the that's GoDaddy really platform.
0: to note because a lot of people have been asking, um, uh, about that as I've had conversations with different folks in the industry about what they think about this. Um, and so maybe it's just like, you know, 11 years ago, I was saying, all right, go, Daddy. this is the time, but, you know, develop corporate registrar services, uh, I mean, corporate domain management services. And it's the time now, and maybe that's something more on a uh, on, uh, further out um, well, I mean, I would think that not, it's not happening with this acquisition today. Um,
1: possibly, possibly. I mean, you know, I would, I would think that if there is ever a hope that they're going to do that, they would probably stick their toe in the water, and look at, I mean, because they're buying a, a lot of payment plans that are in process by purchasing Uniregistry, so they're going to get the opportunity to see what it's like to have to service them from first, first person. Right, that's one. But then the second part is, is that, I mean, they can do whatever they want and get exotic with their own name find portfolio and see how it works out for them there. And then, you know, expand it out to others. But I just don't think that, you know, this is something you're going to see front and center on GoDaddy as a system, you know, overnight. And I'm not sure how long it's going to stick around on, on Uniregistry, depending on what they plan to do with the brand and the business.
0: Yeah. And this is all speculation, but I appreciate you know, you speculating is a lot more useful than me speculating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, in in the end, um, I think the app on Uniregistry on the sales side of things is great. You know, I think the checkout process when just buying a domain name is pretty smooth on Uniregistry and I think that can help them with their conversions. Um, You know, the bulk tools on the registrar are great. I hope that they don't get rid of those. I hope that they can, you know, help other customers that own a lot of domains at, at GoDaddy. And um, and they keep those things on Uniregistry, you know. So there's a lot of great things that they're getting with this purchase. And then uh, a lot of great people that I've gotten to know intimately living on an island with them or traveling to England to see the people in that office too. I consider them very close friends of mine.
0: Yeah, this is this is a very high quality acquisition. So there's a rumor that Frank was the first individual to ever have a, um, contract with directly with Google for parking. Um, what, what, uh, you have any, any history or tidbits on that before we talk about their parking?
1: You know, I don't know. I mean, I always thought that, um, from my history or my knowledge with, with parking was that Frank was using Yahoo for the longest time. And then Yahoo's payouts went down considerably and then he got, a, a google feed um and that's what created uh, internet traffic cuz he ended up opening it up to the industry um
0: but he got his own feed where normally like someone oh, it's usually
1: like a company like an individual you're talking about okay i thought you were saying like he was the first ever i always th- i thought cedo was the first ever okay uh possibly yeah i mean um that that's definitely a possibility and and I'm guessing that GoDaddy owns that parking feed now too. So it's definitely a strange situation where one company owns two feeds. And um, I wonder if Google is going to let them keep those. I mean, are they gonna be separate corporations owned by the same company? I don't know, but you know, who knows what's gonna happen with that too.
0: And why is that important?
1: To my understanding um, is that, um, and for what I've seen, I don't think Google is just handing out parking feeds anymore. I think that the ones that are out there, it's kind of, I guess, like liquor licenses. The ones that are out there are there. And after that, I don't think they're making any more, right? I think that's, that's it, unless I'm sure there's some extenuating circumstances that they might, might offer some. But I don't really see anybody or hearing of anybody looking, you know, starting them and getting a Google feed like you used to.
0: Okay. And, and I mean, is that going to affect revenues in any way, do you think? Or it's just kind of a technological and historic interesting point?
1: I think it's, it's uh, you know, it, you talk to any kind of domain investor who relies on parking to help pay their renewals or to make revenue for their own business, and an elimination of yet another player in the market having another choice is gone, um, makes it less competitive, potentially less innovation. And it gives, you know, Google might, you know, the trend of parking is going like this. So, you know, it's just a little bit more of a crunch on the market. So, but at the same time, there's opportunity for some of the other players out there.
0: Interesting. Okay, thanks. Um, so what technology is the Uni uh, acquisition bringing to GoDaddy that, uh, I mean, it's, it's so exciting to think about GoDaddy's enormous customer base, the uh, portfolio that they have, what AFRNIC brings, and then Uni all together Um, the technology and domain quality and customer base, where do you think their uh, uni's technology is really going to shine?
1: I think they're bulk tools with the, with domainers, you know, um, any, I don't think that I know GoDaddy does offer some of those things, but I just think university is a little more user friendly and smoother in that, in that regard. Um, I think that, um, you know, looking at uh, if they take some cues from their sales app, I think that will help get prices in faster um, when their salespeople are asking their customers for pricing. Um, you know, I think those are two main things right there. Um, I think their CRM is is quite good, and I, but I've never had the opportunity to look at Afternix or the one that they use, so I really can't tell you what they're getting out of that. Um, so, and then obviously, you know, Frank's portfolio creates a lot of opportunities, leads, And acquisitions are good and and the customer lists and the data I mean to have the sales lists the sellers lists the names that they own are all really important is very very valuable data that um, you know many in this space would probably really like to have
0: yeah agreed yeah very much so so, how about the domain portfolio itself? So, the name administration portfolio is over 350,000 domains. What is that going to mean for the aftermarket? Keeping in mind that, like, when GoDaddy bought a Michael Birkins portfolio, they were really focused on selling it at um, kind of, you know, they were not focused on maximizing every single dollar out of every single sale. They were more focused on growing the domain industry growing, um, user adaption of, you know, the idea of a valuable premium domain. Um, what do you think this is going to mean with this portfolio and to the market, the aftermarket in, in particular?
1: You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I have the opportunity in my career in this industry to get to know Mike very well. And I've obviously gotten to know Frank very well. And the thing is, is that they both had a, like a, emotional attachment to their names to the point where they tell you that oh uh, i bought this name the day my daughter was born or i bought this name you know when i did this or i remember i was with this person at this domain conference and i won this auction against you know frank or i won it against mike or and when you have story. Hundreds of
0: thousands of domains that's impressive
1: yeah well i mean not all of them but there's an emotional attachment and and, and um, you know there there's also the you know they they don't have to make earnings they don't have to do anything and that they're you know financially solvent themselves and they're looking at you know what's going on today and making the decisions right um when it comes to godaddy purchasing frank's portfolio i would think that they're probably going to separate it into certain buckets like there's a portion of frank's names that have never gotten an interested buyer ever but what was always interesting working there is that portion of the portfolio that never got an interested party ever is that every day there was like 20 or 30 names that got a new interested party Hmm. that came into those names that you're like wow you know I didn't even know this name existed and so
0: total random question do you think Mike Birkins had that kind of data when he sold
1: yeah. I, Mike was, yeah, Mike was very, Mike is a very smart man. I learned uh, so much from him in the industry and he had his own uh, little system that okay. he used, like his own miniature domain name sales that he logged his offers and, and, and kept track of everything that's going on. So yeah, he was, and, that, and Frank was very organized with his portfolio. Like you could click a button and you could get his portfolio in our system. We kept track of the inventory, where they were located, what was going on. But
0: how long did that take to load?
1: <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> But what, I was, what I'm getting at is, is that I think when GoDaddy gets their mitts on Frank's portfolio is a portion of it, they're going to liquidate through their own auction channels
0: mm-hmm. and try
1: to recoup, you know, X percentage of their investment right off the bat to lower their renewals and in the, in the cost basis. You know, another portion is they're going to get all of the offers and the inquiries, which we've logged over the years. And they're probably gonna look at all of the offers that were received and probably be like, yeah, go back to this guy and sell it for what he offered and go back to him, 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 him. Hmm. Grab all the low hanging fruit. And then there's others that are really premium. And now Frank has a lot of, uh, he doesn't have these like blockbuster names in his portfolio that, that make people, you know, sit there in awe of or just like amazement, like all these two letters and things like that. But he has a lot of like strong two word dot coms that get steady offers. And so those are why his portfolio consistently delivered strong numbers on a monthly basis when when I was selling And them. I
0: love the idea of the brand site acquisition in partnership with that bucket of domains. I Think it's going to bring some value there. Um, it's
1: going to be interesting. And um, absolutely, you know, but uh, What do you think well, you know as you
0: fa- co-founded um saw.com um for domain brokerage, um, what do you think as brokers about this um, GoDaddy having, as you just said, their, would you say their mitts or their paws? Uh, their mitts. Their mitts on this portfolio and the um, corporate um, domain management. What do you think about that as a, as a broker running a brokerage firm right now?
1: I think it's a, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I think um, in, a good, in a good way, I think the, the thing is, is that what, what I have a hard time doing as a broker is when you're talking to a corporate and they're telling you that they want to purchase a particular domain name for a project, and then you tell them that what the price could probably be, um, more often than people would really suspect in our industry People who are very high up at large companies in marketing don't realize, again, we've had this conversation 3,000 times, that domain names cost more than a few hundred dollars and they haven't budgeted for it and they're not prepared for that. And when you tell them that you think that it would probably be 50000 75000 a million dollars, whatever it is, uh, they think that, you know, that might not necessarily be true. And I think that by GoDaddy owning their own portfolio, pricing a lot of it, and um, and by doing that, having a corporate registrar and hopefully providing more education in the space to them can help corporates understand the value of domains, what they do for their business, and that it's a proven model over and over and over, millions of times over. I mean, I don't know how many domains GoDaddy is selling on a regular basis, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it. but again... GoDaddy is a large company and they've, they've, they're they really cornering the market and that's great. I believe in capitalism. So I think myself and a small business um, that I've just founded and others like media options and um, some of these other folks in the space, we're going to have to step up our game and really get out there and um, do the best we can make relationships and provide the value that these corporate's need that is potentially something that they can't provide, you know, and, um, and that's something that we're prepared to do.
0: I like how you, you really lit up there. That's clearly your ultimate passion, uh, and you're awfully good at it. How, how many uh, dollars of domains have you sold, Jeff?
1: Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really keep track. I'm not like um, one of those kinds of people, but, you know.
0: $400 million?
1: Well, um, it was, 400 Was was uh, like if we combine the people that we all work together at SAW. So that's what we've, we've been part of together as a group.
0: That's a lot. That's a lot. A couple
1: of dollars yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so how about fast transfer? I mean, the uni registry, um, uh, uh, you know, the technology for that, do you think that's going to make a big difference? Um, or that's just, you know, a great perk that everybody's expecting? Is there anything further to
1: uncover there? Well, I mean, I think I think the thing is with that is um, if you price your names and mark them as buy it now, you certainly will get the value of that network that it spreads the prices, you know, all around it. it a countless number of registrars and other affiliates that they have. A lot of the names that are on Uniregistry and a lot of the sellers that use Uniregistry are more, most of the time, more in the strategy of make me an offer and then I'll give you a price.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So one of the things that I would I would think that GoDaddy might want to look towards, but I'm not sure it's part of their strategy, is to potentially give more um, exposure to names that aren't priced, and uh, maybe give uh, maybe a range or something to give buyers an idea. I don't know, but I think it's it's really hard because one of the things that one of the things that um that we do at Saw is we offer um, total portfolio management. So that means that someone could come to us with their portfolio. We're going to have them point their for sale links towards us, but we also can help make sure that all of their inventory is up to date on all the marketplaces and help them price their names. But if you were to price all of the names and you're handling the negotiations, I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday that has a portfolio of hundred thousand names and they've been being urged to, to run their portfolio through GoDaddy's appraisal tool, you know, some are going to slip past the goalie. So if you're in fast transfer and you, you know, you price a .com or a.net or a .org, whatever it is, that should be 25K in the 3K bucket for whatever reason. When that money comes in, it's gone and there's nothing. Agree,
0: there. You have your docs in a row. Okay. Yeah. So you just lost
1: potentially, you know, 15, 20 grand, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be really organized and you also need to be prepared if it's going to be fast transfer that if you made a mistake, that's, you know, go cry in your Cheerios. There's probably nothing you can do about it. (laughs) But you're uh, trading that, you're trading that for more exposure than you had before. So, you know, hopefully it makes up for it in more sales, right? Yeah.
0: So uh, Aman Bhutani, uh, GoDaddy's new CEO, he uh, gave a really interesting keynote at NamesCon, where it was just really important to him to highlight that, uh GoDaddy is connecting with domain investors um, mm. and values their opinion and business. Um, and certainly following it up with this acquisition certainly puts um, you know, uh some there's a saying that I can't think of. Um, but I mean clearly he meant what he said. Um I think that uh the mission statement of GoDaddy that he shared at that time is to bring uh, empowering entrepreneurs everywhere. And so I'm really hearing that in this whole, um, uh, as a theme, so to speak, right? So the entrepreneurs that GoDaddy was probably not empowering in the past are all the ones in the corporate space because they were entrepreneurs once. And a lot of them, I'll tell you at Media Options, we get tons of calls. Oh, I'm the CMO of boom, enormous, you know, fortune, 100 but i have my own startup on the side so anyway that said um part of i see that i'm looking at two quotes from paul nix the vice president of GoDaddy's aftermarket um where he says you know we can't wait to bring these to market for our customers with competitive prices and another one you know um we plan to price them in a way that allows smaller businesses out there to get the name they really need to thrive in such a competitive space so i'm really hearing Again, the um action behind those words of empowering entrepreneurs everywhere in every budget, in every space. Um, so I think this really could potentially uh impact the growth of the domain market overall, uh, which is something that you know we've always wanted. I I I really laughed at the um at, at Amon's keynote, he said, uh, grow the pie. You know, we're all here together to grow the pie. And I was like, that's Andrew Rosner saying.
1: <laughs> oh, he says that. I've never heard him say that.
0: <laughs> Andrew says it all the time. Um, yeah. But I think Amon came up with that on his own. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think this is really going to grow the pie. What do you think? What do you see is the impact this is going to have on the growth of the domain industry over the next five years?
1: Well, I mean, going back to what, what Paul said about pricing and trying to help entrepreneurs, I mean, I think... Again, if you start at the root of it, they just spent a lot of money on this portfolio. They're going to want to kind of clear out some of the um, the not-so-great names that will lower their expense on renewals and help them recoup some of their money. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: that potentially, again, will be in the liquidation area. Then your next step is lower-priced buy-it-now names. Now, one thing that Uniregistry didn't do a great job offering because it just didn't have enough time to get there is what GoDaddy does is they offer so many more goods and services than just registrations and selling you a domain name. So I would think, you know, knowing Paul very well, he's he's certainly a smart guy, that he knows that selling somebody a domain name then latches them into the GoDaddy ecosystem, and then that customer is worth a lot more than just that $2,500 sale. So it's better to get the sale for $1,500 and potentially sacrifice $500 or $1,000 and then sell them the website builder, the hosting, the email, the this, the that, you know, and everything else. And then you have a lifetime customer that might leave and then go do that at Wix or go do that somewhere else. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's brilliant and it, and it makes total sense. So they're selling a business in a box and dreams, right? And so, you know, I think I've been to a lot of keynotes um, in my career in the domain business, but I've also been to other similar styles for other industries and other purposes. And I really liked, um, the way he handled, uh, Amon handled himself. They had some technical difficulties and he certainly got some strange questions, um, that was asked of him. Um, we don't need to go into that if, uh, but.
0: But he did I, handle himself exceptionally.
1: On the fly, I think he was great. He kept a very calm and collected uh, response. Um, I felt that he's a good leader. And I think for the timing and the place that GoDaddy's in right now, I think he's the right guy for the job. And, um, you know, I briefly met him at the GoDaddy meet and greet. You know, he was talking to a lot of people, but, you know, he seems like a gentleman and he's an approachable person. And, um, you know, I think they're in a good spot. And uh, hopefully, this is the beginning of a lot of great things that everyone in our industry can benefit from. And I think innovation, whether it's buying it from somebody or creating it on your own is like I said before, is going to get all of us to step up and and do better. And, um, you know, and that's something that I want to do. I want to do some innovating. I mean, I've been able to take the experience that I learned at Uniregistry and in the short time that I've left Uniregistry and, built our business, I've been able to look and, and see what and know what the shortcomings were of the Uniregistry CRM and what the bottlenecks were. And, and I've really been able to start to build this CRM that we have from the ground up, eliminating those bottlenecks and being a lot more efficient. And I think that GoDaddy is smart enough and, and, and knows enough to say, you know, these are our shortcomings and Uniregistry is going to help us overcome those. You know and us to become a stronger and, and better product for others and so it's gonna be an exciting year and it's gonna see it's gonna be exciting to see what they do
0: yeah I agree and uh, thank you for taking this time but take a minute now tell us about uh, a little more uh, that you can about saw about what you're doing at saw.com about uh, what what you have in the pipeline or any domains you're brokering? Uh, tell us something about what's going on over there with you and Amanda Waltz. And I saw that you recently brought in my neighbor, Brooke Hernandez.
1: Yeah, and uh, and, and Rob Wilson. Um, oh. So there's there's four salespeople now. We have uh, we have some development going on. We have a writer and some other folks that are working for us as well. Um, what we're really setting out to do is is really more of, like a, um, is more of a total portfolio management where we help those people with um, premium portfolios with more of the consultative side of selling. And what we're doing is, uh, for example, you might have saw in the news that we're, we represent the uh, FMA portfolio. So that's Future Media Architects and they own domains like ai.com, fm.com, busy.com, research.com, archive.com, uh, and many others. And um, we're not only collecting or or, or representing the inbound leads, but we're taking names out of that portfolio, whether they're the higher end ones like AI, or research or archive, but some of the lower end ones when we see opportunities to pick up the phone and make calls. And that's something that um, our competitors aren't really doing is offering both. And we have a very robust um, CRM system that allows us to follow up in many different ways to filter out the unqualified and focus on what matters. And, um, you know, the, the, the other difference is, is that as you brought up before and others might know in the industry that Amanda and I have um, a significant amount of um, experience. Uh, your neighbor Brooke um, worked with me at Igloo and has been working with me for almost 10 years. So um, she's been stuck with me for a long time. And then Rob has, was a sales manager for 10 years and a salesperson for, I don't know, like 15 or 16 years. And we're all hungry and we all uh, understand the business and there's nothing we haven't heard or dealt with before. And the other thing is we're very nimble. You know, um, I'll give you an example. One of the things that uh, we didn't bring up here, but, but, you know, Uniregistry has their own way to collect funds through their own Check out they're also integrated with escrow.com. Um, GoDaddy doesn't use escrow.com, right? And so, you know, we're nimble enough to be able to work with really anybody to clear transactions. Um, we have relationships with, you know, many large companies. And um, again, we have um, some great technology that's, that's helping us and, and a team that's hungry that wants to make sales and, and get out there and make stuff happen.
0: That's really, really exciting. Um, it is yeah uh thank you so much for taking taking all this time uh one more question uh you are out in boston so is amanda you know that's where i'm from i see those baseball stuff in the back uh is that baseball or is it oh
1: you're talking about this picture yeah oh, that picture no that picture is a picture of my grandfather he's part of the rotary club that that was a picture of him when he was the president of it in 1972 wow holding a holding a banner so it's kind of a large old uh picture of of him and uh kind of proud of that and then you can see over there my trumpy bear (laughs) behind my coffee maker you know donald trump is a teddy bear so um one of my uh some of my friends in the business always like to tease me i'm not really a trump fan but they all pretend i am and they they send me uh Trump memorabilia on a pretty regular basis. So I, get wow, a lot of I did that not too. know that. Yeah. So Trumpy Bear is usually, uh, he used to sit next to me. I used to have a, um, like a chair next to my desk and Trumpy Bear used to sit at my, at my desk at Uniregistry. So I took him with me upon my departure and now he's looking over the coffee maker.
0: Hilarious. Uh, and what's the deal with the disco ball that was in the Uniregistry corporate office uh, where, why was there one? And do you have one too?
1: Uh, well, the, the first question back is why not? That's, uh, that's what I want to know. Is why <laughs> not. And um, ours is on back order. It's coming. We're, we're working on it.
0: All right, I'm I'm holding you to that. Next, next Absolutely. actually, we're filming with you again in a couple days. <laughs> on
1: Tuesday, yeah. So yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we'll so see where know, it is. I'll look at the
0: delivers fast, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: We're not <laughs> in the Cayman Islands anymore.
1: Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Super cool. Thank you for all your time, your insight, uh, your expertise, Jeff. Really, this was very special to have you on, and I can't wait to see what happens with GoDaddy Unit Registry and Brand Site, but also I can't wait to see what happens with saw.com. So uh,
1: I can't either. And thanks for having me. It's had a lot of fun to talk about it. And um, it's going to be like you said, excited to see what happens. All right, cool. We'll see you in a couple days. All right. Thanks.
0: Bye Jeff.